Welcome to the Brad Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Smith. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and the podcast you're listening to is about football, dogs, my life at 17 so far, the NBA, and more dogs. Thank you for listening, and be sure to follow me on all social platforms, and enjoy the pod. them but yeah here we go so yesterday or the day before I think it was Wednesday I got my first haircut um the first time and I don't know how much I think since March or February so since this whole thing ever went down and um it, it, it was weird because usually when you get a haircut you feel like your head is so light and everything but um, it just felt totally normal. Like I didn't really feel like I had less hair, but like it looked so much shorter to me. But I don't know. My head feels so good. Showering feels good. Like it just it was so heavy before, and like it was just so dry too. Like I was just shampooing way too much with that fucking Dove Men's like three for one. That shit sucks. So um, stop shampooing a little bit. Cut it, cut. Feels great now. So I'm super happy with that. And um, you know, over the past few weeks at Barberito place where I work, um, having some issues with the owner. Just ever since I got back from, like you know, quarantine and shit like that. Probably about when I get back. Uh, I think it was like May 25th, around May 25th. Um, you know, I started to work with the owner. Um, and, you know, when we were working, I just didn't feel like we were both getting along because when we, we would work this job, you're supposed to, um, like both pick up for each other's tasks, like, because there's just so much to do and just so fast paced and there's only two people working, so you always have to cover for each other's backs. I feel like I just had to take all the customers and they kind of ordered me to do things and like, over time that kind of bothered me and I was like, whoa, like, what the fuck? Because... Before that, when I worked with them, before the home break and everything, I didn't notice that. I was like, this guy's a good guy. He's nice. He like, kind of lets me off every day that I want to get off. And, yeah, great. But, no, over the last couple weeks, it has been like that. So, it was, what was it, Thursday? Today's Friday. So, last Saturday. Um... We were working a shift and like it was so much like I thought he was bossing me around and shit like so I was like okay I'll just confront him about it and just sit down and talk with him like yo how can we figure this out before I leave and so as the shift went on we started closing I was like I don't really give a fuck I'm going home soon anyways so that was that and then I have to confront him that day because I was like whatever it's only Saturday I work with my buddy Janesh on Sunday so I will Say fuck it, door bit. Just wait till Thursday. So, 
Zeus, right? So last night was Thursday, and so Thursday comes along. I work with them, and over the last four days between that, from Saturday working with him and Thursday working with him, on Sunday when I was working with my buddy Janesh, like I mentioned, um, I talked to him, but I was like, you, you work with him, you work with me, like you kind of know the bit, like what's going on around here. Like, here's my situation. And he was like, look, man, that's just the way people talk. Some people talk like that, some people maybe not use as many manners as you'd like. Um, people just have a different way of talking, and that's just how he talks. Like, he's not bossy, like, you know, he lets you on your phone. I was like, yeah, you're right. So, he just goes along and just says, kind of like, look, he's not a mean guy, which is how he talks. So, anyways, and he works long shifts, so he gets tired, it's fine. So Thursday comes along, and then over like those next couple days, I gotta talk to my girlfriend a lot. She's like, "Look, like Janesh is right, so just like relax, like look for something new anyway." So um, Thursday comes along, and I just approach it with like a different mindset, perspective, and the night goes great. We get along really well, and it was great. So this podcast is pretty much about wars, and then kind of shit going on in my life. So. Just get to So, the NFL, um, former LSU running back, Leonard Fermat, was released about a week ago. What's today? The 5th. It's about five days ago, which was Saturday, on August 31st. And has cleared waivers as of a couple days ago, so it'll be Monday, September 1st. And um, he's a free agent. So, back in 2017, he was the first round pick. I think he went fourth overall, and I think Miles Garrett was first, Trubisky was second, horrible pick. And then Philman Thomas, who has a lot of injuries, was picked third to the Niners. So in that draft, Deshaun Watson was taken 12th overall to the uh, Texans, Mahomes was 10th overall, Goat, and then also Jamal Adams was Picked Christian, Christian McCaffrey, that's hard to say. Three Davies White and then TJ Watt all picked behind Fournette. And so as of September 2nd, well, Fournette just signed with the Bucks after being released with the Jags. I kind of saw this coming because he's a Florida guy, I think. I don't know. Trying to keep one to Jacksonville. Um, I guess he wanted a ring. I mean, Tampa has a spot. Hey, go for it. I think Bruce Arians, the head coach, did come out and say it's still Ronald Jones' spot. It was their starting running back from last year. Pretty versatile guy out of uh, USC. I liked him. I, don't, I think he went early in the draft, in the second round or so. So let's look at this Bucks roster. So we got Tom Brady at quarterback, which is they got in the offseason. They got Ronald Jones, their starting running back, like I said. And then they have a stack of wide receivers. So they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Oh, no, I hear. Scotty Miller, who the hell is that? And then Rob Gronkowski, they also got, came out of retirement. And I think the Patriots had to trade, trade him for a seventh round pick to Bucks because he wasn't going to play New England. So they at least got some value out of him. And so on their line, they have left tackle Donovan Smith, who was perennial pro bowler. They have, um, 
guard, Ellie Marquette, center, Ryan Jensen, but they also just picked up AQ Shipley, who is a free agent as of, I think, this offseason. Just got signed by the, uh, the books not too long ago. And then they also have Tristan, Tristan Orris. He was like their 14th overall pick this year. Um, I think he was a steal at, I think they got him at 14. I think he was a steal at 14. Um, he's considered the best lineman in the draft, but the Giants were at pick four and they were supposed to take the lineman, but they ended up taking Andrew Thomas who seemed to be an early pick hit out of Georgia. Um, huge guy, but I think he was early in that draft. Maybe the Giants, if they still want him, if they really want to make a trade back, got some more value, but they should just pick him up, so. Hey, that's their guy, that's their guy. So there's some other signings over the last week. I'm not going to go too far back, but as of, I think, Start making these notes. Um, so Taylor Decker, um, former Ohio State tackle, uh, currently plays for the Lions, signed a four-year, sixty million dollar extension. Um, so he'll be in Detroit for the next five years. So we break the contract down real quick. So it's seven point five million dollars in signing bonuses, six point eight five million dollars salary in twenty twenty. Which would be a weird ass year. I'm not sure what the hell's gonna happen. And then 13 million fully guaranteed in 2021. And then in 2022, he's making 14.75 million fully uh, guaranteed. And then 2024, he has a 12.95 million dollar contract. So every year, it's actually different. I didn't know how these things work until I looked it up, but it's cool how it, um, So, also in the Ohio area, which kind of makes no sense, so I'm trying to reference, but Cincinnati uh, extends their starting running back to a mix into a four-year, $48 million deal with ten with a $10 million signing bonus, and he'll be making at least $8 million um, every year in his four-year deal. I like Joe Mixon. Um, he's a lot like Le'Veon Bell, or like a young version of Le'Veon Bell in his kind of style. I know they had some some beef earlier back because Le'Veon thought he was copying his style, but I think it's only complimentary if you watch them and go looking at um watching their moves and then replicating them in your own game. But good for the Bengals for getting um, Joe Mixon signed. Um, that's gonna help out their offense for the next few years down the line. They just um, obviously drafted Joe Burrow, but in the second hand they got T. Higgins out of Clemson, so that's going to be a young offense. They have a new uh, head coach. I don't know what, he's one of those young, like, techy guys, it looks like. Their head coach is like Sean McVay. I don't know the guy's name. I think it's Zach something. But, but that's okay because um, they're going to be shit, anyways. So, Kansas City, Super Bowl champions. Um, re-signed their head coach, um, Big Andy Reid, and their GM for each six-year contract, so they'll both be with the franchise until 2025. 
So that's good. I think they locked down um so the Patty Mahomes to a ten million ten year ten or hundred what the fuck. To ten year ten year ten year deal. Oh, five hundred million, sorry. Ten year deal and so it's actually team friendly. Um just because the salary cap's only gonna go up and people are gonna be only making more and more and more. So the longer Patty Mahomes with the Chiefs, the more salary cap opens and the more the better we'll get because we'll get some more players. And they just uh, extended Kelsey as well. Um, their first big signing this offseason was their D tackle for Stones. Um, they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first round, so their offense is very, very solid. With the head coach come back, everyone's come back, so group of chances to see. Okay, so now the Giants signed cornerback Logan Ryan, formerly of the Titans and Patriots. Um, he's going to New York on a one-year $7.5 million contract, which he'll be returning to his hometown in New Jersey. Pretty sure he played at Rutgers. So he's one of the top of the DBs on the uh, free agent list this year. Um, yeah, he held out for a while. Didn't really sign with anybody, but there's only like 13 days left of training camp, so I guess with all this crash shit that he didn't want to... Uh, not waste his time going through all that when you just go to training camp like 13 days left and boom hit the field run I'm curious to see if his injuries um, don't creep up on him because of his uh, late entrance to training camp this year so Kyle Brandt hosts a podcast um, 10 questions on Spotify I think it's on other platforms too but host of Good Morning Football, um, he he had Kirk Cousins on his show, and I uh, forget to say. All a bunch of lemmings, and ten is I'm not leaving my master bathroom for the next ten years. Where do you live? <laughs> I'm not gonna call anybody stupid for the trouble it could get me in, but I'm about a point zero 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 one. Yeah. Really? How come? Yeah, you know I just. Uh, Again, I want to respect what other people's concerns are, but for me personally, if you're just talking, no one else can get the virus, what is your concern if you could get it? I, I would say I'm, I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course. Uh, uh, survival of the fittest kind of an approach and just say, yeah. if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Uh, you know, even if I die, if I die, I, I kind of have peace about that. So that's that's really where I fall on it. So my So that was Kirk <laughs> on covering his podcast talking about um, the coronavirus and um, saying if he dies, he dies. So, hey, I'm in it with you, Kirk. At the very start of this whole thing back in March, um, I remember exactly what happened. I bet everyone else did too. So I even remember that day. I don't remember the number of the... the uh, the month, but it was like March break. Anyways, so this was Wednesday. Um, it was two days before March break, though, and um, 
just wake up for an after school. She had a nail appointment, she was getting ready to go on vacation. And um, while she was doing that, and like we kind of heard more and more about the coronavirus, and like everyone's going away, everyone's going on extra and shit. Um, what's it called? Just we heard more and more about the coronavirus because now it's in Europe and shit like that, and so everyone wasn't sure if they were gonna go on their trip. So I was like, "Fuck this! Like, I'm not gonna just not know about this thing." So I went on uh, YouTube. Joe Rogan put um, in a podcast with some some smart person. Somebody knows about infectious diseases, and I think it was Brett Weinstein. I'm not sure, but it was someone like that. Excuse me. And, and they, um, they talk about kind of what's going on with this, how you protect yourself, all this other stuff. And this is when we had no idea about it, so. I was, well, she was on the nail uh, appointment, and then I was walking her dog, Big Rocky. And then, uh, I was just listening to the podcast while I was walking, and I, and more listened to her, I got more and more freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? And then, um, she went back to her house, and then we're just chilling for a bit, and like 7 o'clock comes around. I think I had the basketball game on, the hockey game, and then we go on Instagram, and then I see a snapshot of like the OKC game where they, um, the announcer was like, everyone, the game is cancelled due to coronavirus, and then like everyone was like screaming, and it was like chaos. And then, like, that's when it really hit in. It was, like, like, you see everywhere, everything's canceled. It's, like, whoa. So, not sure what brought me on that little rant there, but... Oh, this is what I was going to say. The next day, I, uh... was in my car. I went on Spotify. And I was, like, you know what? Survival of the fittest. Like, this shit. Because like, I was listening listen to the podcast. I was, like, oh, it's just a flu. Like, it is. And, um... I made it survival of the fittest. Um, survival of the fittest playlist. So I think it had survival from Eminem. It had, I don't remember, but it had some survival shit and there's only two songs. I couldn't have it, I didn't have any more all rap shit that sucks. I still, I still agree with them that if you die, you die, and what are the chances? I think it's zero point zero zero four, so that's not alarming. Um, I think we handled this very very badly. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I think people should have the option to do whatever they like. If you don't want to go um, out, you don't want to go to work, stay home. That's all you have to do. Just let everything be open. And that's my short opinion on this. So, Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and other starting quarterbacks this year will consist of uh, Dwayne Haskins starting over Alex Smith. Alex Smith um, cleared to play. I'm not sure to play, but he's doing a lot of activities um, after his horrible ankle slash tibia injury. Uh, Tyrell Taylor will start over um, the sixth overall pick to the Chargers, um, Justin Herbert. 
And then Cam Newton was named a starter yesterday, also, I think September 4th. Uh, by the Patriots. Cam just gave him their whole one year, one million dollar contract, which is pretty much only like 750000 Um, So he, uh, they had no cash space for him, so they just slapped him in. But with people opting out, Cam could actually make more money. So he hasn't asked for that, but Bill Belichick's only been speaking good things to Cam, so good to hear. Um, it's because, what's his name? Ooh, not Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Jared Siddham. Okay, so yeah, Jared Siddham, former often quarterback just like Cam. Um, was supposed to be the starter, and all the speculation was that Jared Siddham's their starter. Bill only said Jared's our guy, and so about a month later after that, Cam was signed. And so now he's finally named the starter, because they never named it the first few weeks, but he's in the stripes and now he's the starter and then in Chicago the Bears expect um, Bears and everyone around them expect Nick Foles to start and they have Foles and Trubisky like I said earlier who's trash second overall pick same year Leonard Fournette Fournette was picked and also as of yesterday kind of later in the day um the Seahawks re-signed Josh Gordon on a one-year, one-million-dollar contract. Um, Josh Gordon was reinstated by the NFL. He's waiting the league decision after only playing five games in 2019. Uh, he played on the Patriots. Um, I think for the first, yeah, for the first bit of the season, then he was um, waived by the Patriots in October. That's when the Seahawks claimed him, and he only played five games. Kind of throughout his whole career, he's had on and off suspensions. In 2015 and 16, he missed the season due to his um, violations. He's a stud. He really is. Um, he's had really great seasons when he's been on the field, but he's had a lot of problems off the field. I've seen a documentary about it. Um, it's actually been really interesting. Seems like a really cool guy. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of talent. When you see him on the field in Seattle, even now. He's really, really good. On the Patriots, that was scary last year when they had him. I'm not, not sure if they had AB. No, they didn't have AB. That game against Miami, like they killed us, but... That team started off 8 No People thought that was going to be the greatest team of all time. Turned out not to be because they were playing trash teams like Miami. It's my team. So, I'm ashamed to say that. Also, some super good news for a team I like. Um, so, a few days ago, um, their second-round pick, Grant Delpit, um, went down with a Achilles injury. I don't know, how does that work? I think it was at work. I don't know where it was, but I saw the notification on my phone. I was like, damn, that sucks. Like, he was a steal in the second round. He was considered, like, a top-ten pick, like, during the start of the college football season, but I guess later down the line they thought there was better safeties ahead of him and he landed in the second round but um the Browns replaced him with um Ronnie Harrison from the Jaguars who was the Jags third round pick in 2018 at Alabama um the Jags traded him to the Browns this year for a fifth round pick which is good value um he's like a, a box safety 
uh, big big safety, a lot of big hits. Um, he's more like a linebacker type safety, so um, he's in for the tackles. And I like running a lot. I watched him play in Alabama. Um, just one of those big, strong safeties that will hit you over the middle. And I'm happy for them because there's speculation about maybe Earl Thomas to the Browns, but I didn't really want that. I don't really like Earl Thomas, all the shit that's coming out about him in Baltimore, where he got to fight with young DB Chuck Clark, baby. So I wasn't too pumped about that. And in Seattle, turned out to be him. That was the problem. He was saying that it was Pete Carroll, but I guess it's Earl Thomas. Okay, so I'm going to do the over-under for all 32 teams in the NFL for the 2020 season. So I'm going to do um, division by division and AFC to NFC. I'm starting off my division, baby. My AFC East. So let's get started. So start off with New England. So they're over-under 8.5. And I will take the... I'm gonna take the over. I think they can get ten wins this year. Um, our goal, our division is better. Um, Patriots are still really good last year, and they replaced Tom Brady with um, Cam Newton, who's still young. So his athleticism, although he's hurt in the last few years, Cam is still really good. Um, and he'll do really well in the Belichick system. I got them 10 wins. And so we got Buffalo coming in at the over-under at 9 wins. And mm, that's a tough one. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to well, get 7 wins this year. Miami's a lot better this year. Um, New England's going to be better this year than they were last year. And I think they'll do farther and go farther in the playoffs. Although they lost Jamie Collins back to Trunk. And a couple other studs from their defense. But they did release some moments in the old offense too, so I don't know. But I'll take the under. Miami, my team, baby, the Dolphins. Coming in at six wins. I'm going to go for eight wins. So I'll take the over on that one. Miami's a lot better this year. They got two. He's not going to play, but Ryan Fitzpatrick can get you eight wins. Um, we have a lot better defense this year. Yeah, really good draft, there's a lot of developmental. I can't say that word, so I'm not gonna try. But those guys, young guys, coming into our defense. Then New York at 6.5 wins. I'm gonna take the under. Um, my light just went out. I'm gonna take the under. I think they'd be trash this year, although some of them don't be back. Um, have a new left tackle they got in the draft. Um, I don't know if have much success. I'll go for five wins. They'll probably be in the bottom of the draft this year again. Okay, so let's go to the AFC North. Start off with Baltimore. So they got the over-under 11.5 wins. I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to 10 games this year. Maybe not even 12 or 11. Maybe another one. I'm taking the under regardless. Just because... You know, we saw the Ravens offense this year, although my Jackson's really, really good. I think the coordinators saw all offseason and all quarantine. Who figured it out? But we'll see. They lost Marshall Yonda at left guard um, for the Ravens. Did they get anybody good in the draft? I 
Yeah. Oh, they got Patrick Queen. They call him the Tony Lewis, who the Packers passed up on for Aaron Rodgers. And I'll get to that pick, and you'll, you'll hear that. Um, but, yeah, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers coming in at the over under nine wins. Well, that's a tough one because I really don't see them winning much more or less than nine games. So I'm going to take the under and go for eight wins. Um, although it's only one last one, I really don't see them do much worse or um, better than eight or nine wins this year. The Big Ben's coming back after Tommy John surgery. Um, and they don't really have that much talent on the offside, offensive side of the ball. Yes, they have uh, Juju and uh, James Conner. But you know, I don't really like Big Ben anyways. So... For the Cleveland Browns that come in at 8.5 wins, I'm going to go for 10 wins this year. I really, really like their roster, although it's a lot of offensive studs and all that stuff. They have a really good defense, in my opinion. I think it's underrated. And they have a new coordinator. Um, Freddie Kitchens is not a good coach. They have a new um, coordinator and head coach from Minnesota, who... Kevin Stefanski. Um, Minnesota has a really good offense. Although it's a lot of talent, just like Cleveland, it worked for Minnesota. They're a really good team, so hopefully Kevin Stefanski can bring his scheme and make it work for Cleveland. So I got them at 10 wins. The last team in the division of the AFC North is uh, Cincinnati. So him in at 5.5 wins. Um, I don't know how well they're going to do. I really like Joe Burrow, but it's a really weird offseason. So I'm going to take the under. I, I want them to win seven games, but I can't see it happening. So I think they'll win four games. Maybe not two like they did this year, but they'll win four games. Which is double what they had last year, so it's better. Okay, so I'll take it to the AFC South. That's Indianapolis. Colts coming in at nine wins. They got Philip Rivers in the offseason. They had a chance to get Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was going to the Bucks regardless. Um, damn. I think they're going to be okay, but not great. I mean, their division is going to be kind of weak. Jacksonville and Houston. Okay, I'll take the over. Maybe I can see the winning 11 games if it's anything. Anyways, and then we got Tennessee Titans at 8.5 wins. No question, I'd take the over on that one. Uh, Tennessee was really, really solid last year, going to the AFC Championship. They had a lead into halftime over the Chiefs before the Chiefs just came back and won. I could be mistaken, mistaken, but I don't know. I got Houston at 7.5 wins. I'll take the under. Houston's going to suck this year. I'll get off DeAndre Hawkins. I traded him for David Johnson. Who is getting older and he's been injured the last few seasons. Although they have Deshaun Watson, um, they don't really have enough pieces around them, so I don't see them winning any close anywhere close to seven point five games. Yeah, Jacksonville at four point five games is the under or over. I'll take them at two wins this year. No chance they're winning more than four or five games this year. They're gonna be so bad. Because, like I said, they just dropped Leonard Fournette. He went to the Bucks. Um, they do have DJ Chark. 
at wide at the wide receiver position. I don't know, they don't really have anybody else at running back. Defense kind of sucks, although they got Joe Schobert in the offseason um, from Cleveland, which is a big hit to Cleveland because he's a really good linebacker, really good linebacker. So, I don't know, Jacksonville's going to suck. They're going to be at the bottom of the draft. And say they're not tanking, but they're, they're really tanking for Trevor Lawrence, no question about it. I really hope ACC Conference can get their games back this year, but who the hell knows in 2020. So, kicking it to the AFC West. Got the Kansas City Chiefs at 12 wins. Mm, I'll take the over. They have, a really, they have a much better roster than the last year um, with the addition that running back would really, really help the running back. Oh, excuse me, really help their uh, run game like it was in 2018 with Kareem Hunt after they drafted Clyde um, Edwards Hilaire in the first round at the 32nd pick. So... Excuse me. I think they'll win about 13 games, 14 games, maybe. And City solid. So, new team in Las Vegas, Raiders, coming at 7.5 wins. I like the Raiders, but they have two quarterbacks, although Derek Carr is named the starter. Um, just two decent quarterbacks, not two great quarterbacks. I like their roster, their roster, roster and like their team, though. So, um, the division looking like Los Angeles won't be good. Okay, I'll I'll take the over for Las Vegas. So why well, I chose the over was because Las Vegas, Las Vegas coming at eight. Um, for the over under, so I'm taking the under. Las Vegas, Los Angeles won't be that good. Although Tyron Taylor is pretty solid. Um, they lost their run James in the offseason, who's their best defensive player. They have Joey Bosa. Um. In what's his name? Something in Graham. Um, Marvin Ingram. Yeah, linebacker. Anyways, he's been sitting out recently. I like him sitting in technically by being at practice. He's still sitting out. Um, he wants a new contract. So, yeah, Los Angeles. The Chargers won't be good this year. So I'm going with that uh, over under. I'm taking the under at eight. Okay, so now we have to do the NFC. So we'll start off with NFC East. So we'll start with the New York Giants at 6.5 wins. We have Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley coming back. Um, not too sure who they have at the wide receiver position. A new coach. I don't see them having success this year, so they the under. And then over there in Philly... Committed at nine point five wins. They although they have they used their second round pick on Jalen Hurts. Um, they got Jalen Rieger of TCU in the first round this year to help out um Carson Wentz because they had no wide receivers last year. They had a quarterback playing wide receiver. Um, they have Nelson Aguilar. Um, they also have Alshon Jeffrey. I really like, but. I don't see the winning 9.5 games. So I'll take the under for the Eagles. So down there in Dallas, we got 9.5 wins as the over-under. So taking the over. I really like the Cowboys roster. They stole C.D. Lamb at the, what was it, 15th pick? 
16th, the 18th pick, because I think mine was at 19th. And I was praying to God we got a CD, but they were the pick before us. And I think, I don't want to say it, but who gives a fuck? The Cowboys got a CD Lamb to bolster up that offense. They have a new head coach, Mike McCarthy, who is going to replace the clapping Jason Garrett. So, I, I think they won 11 games. That division sucks anyways. Washington football team sucks. The Eagles won't be as good as people think. And the Giants sucks. They have a new head coach and shaky offense. So, I'd say Glenn Barkley is the best running back in the league. And so... Over there in Washington, they're coming in at 5.5 wins. Um, they have better defense, better offense this year. Who they get the first round pick? Um, I don't know, but they have a new head coach, Ron Rivera. Unfortunately, he was diagnosed with cancer, um, I think, a week ago, so prayers out to him. But, um, Hopefully it'll be coaching this year. Hopefully recover has a full recovery and everything. Um, they're coming in at five point five wins. I think they will. Mm, I'll take the under. Cowboys will be better. Um, with a lot better teams this year, so like Washington will win. Um, over five games. Okay, so up there in Green Bay, we have the NFC North. Green Bay is coming in at 9.5 wins for the over-under. I'll take the under. Green Bay will win about... Mm. I, I like Green Bay, though. But they didn't get better this year. They drafted a quarterback in the first round and they still Aaron Rodgers for another four years. They um, got A.J. Dillon in the second round. He was good running back, but they have Aaron Jones, who's a solid back. And then they... I think they, I don't know, they dropped out Lyman. Later on in the draft, but they didn't address the needs. They didn't address any defense. Defense was their issue last year. And NFC Championship, I think Raheem Moster, one of their running backs in general, rushed for like 200 untouched yards, something along those lines, but it was ridiculous. And they really need help at the defensive position. And they traded up with us, Miami Dolphins, from 29 to 26, I believe. Yeah, 26. Um, to draft Jordan Love to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, which is a horrible move. They traded us like a third or second round pick. And we used to have a good player, so yeah. And they, they need to draft a, a linebacker, someone to stop the run, someone to fix that hole in their defense. Like I said, they had Patrick Queen. I think the Ravens took him at 30 or something. No, no, no. Somewhere from between 26 to 29, or something like that, but the Ravens took him. And I, I sure as hell thought Packers were going to take him, but they passed on him. So Green Bay coming in at under 9.5 wins over there. And in Detroit, Lions can be good this year. Over under 6.5 wins, but I'm taking the over. They drafted Jeff Okuda, third overall. Um, they got TJ Hawkinson coming back from injury. Hopefully Matthew Stafford's healthy and ready to go this year. Matt Patricia's putting in his scheme up there in Detroit. Um, to, I like the rest. Let's uh, go Detroit. So we got the Vikings at nine wins. Um, I'll take the over. Um, all the lines will be better. Green Bay won't be as good, so that's another win for Minnesota. 
and they're always around nine, ten wins every year, every year. They're so good. Um, all they lost. Um, what's his name? Stefan Diggs in the offseason by trading him. They traded that pick, the first round pick with Buffalo, and in exchange they got a first round pick, so the Vikings had two first round picks, I think, or they had one. But either way, they took Justin Jefferson at uh, LSU to replace that hole missing. Um, in Stefan Diggs, so can't replace that um, void with Justin Jefferson, and they did lose Kevin Stefanski, but I like Kirk's motto, baby, let's go. And the last team in the division, we got the Chicago Bears, coming in at 8.5 wins. Hell to the no. They're not winning close to even seven games this year. Although Nick Foles is their starter, um, Trubisky sucks. Um, I don't think they're that good. They didn't have any good draft picks this year or any acquisitions in the offseason. Like, they kind of just suck. So under 8.5 wins this, this year. Okay, so at West, we got San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West. 10.5 wins. They'll take the over. I like San Francisco a lot. They got better in the draft. They got a wide receiver. That's very, very versatile. Out of um, Arizona State. They, um, I think they traded DeForest Buckner. Yeah, they traded DeForest Buckner. And, oh, yeah, and they got Javon Kinlaw. So that'll be another developmental piece. They have Quan Alexander coming back from injury. Uh, Jimmy G will only get better in this system. Um, they don't have a solid running back, but they have a committee, so it works. But I'll take a, over 10.5 wins. So, another team in Los Angeles, the, the Rams this time. They're coming 8.5 wins. Looking at that division, I don't see them winning 8.5 wins, or games this year. I think they're winning like 7. Um, Arizona's gonna be better. Seattle's gonna be better. Um, I don't really like the Rams this year. All they have that new sick new stadium, which is dope. And new uniforms that look like um, they work at Best Buy, but it's all good. And they changed their logo too, which is cool. Um, they have the Arizona Cardinals coming in at 6.5 wins. They had a great. Great offseason. Really good offseason. They got, um, what's his face? Simmons? Oh, God, I've listened to Culture Plus in a while. Um, whatever. They come to mind, whatever. Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Very, very versatile. Can play safety, linebacker. I went to the Cardinals at seven. People saw him going third to the Lions, fourth to the Giants. Um, but. He landed at 7 to the Cardinals this year in the draft. They also got, from the Texans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which is a steal. And so they bolstered up the offense. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. Callum Larry's going to be better. The better defense. So pumped for the Cardinals. They'll win over 6.5 games this year. Up there in Seattle, Washington State, we got Seahawks coming in at 9.5 wins. I like Seattle. Um, I think they win more than nine point five games. The Rams will suck. Um, so I know win more than nine point five games. They always win. 
at least nine games are one of those very solid teams like the Vikings over the last 10 years or so, more like eight years, but I, I like Seattle a lot this year. They have they just signed Josh Gordon. Um, they have DK Metcalf coming back on his second year. I think it's second or third year, but DK Metcalf's really, really solid. And their defense is young and they're getting better. So, like Seattle, getting above 9.5 wins. So, last division, we have the NFC South. And in the NFC South, we have the Carolina Panthers coming in at 5.5 wins. I'll take the under on that. Although, I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. He won four games for the Saints while Drew Brees was out. I really like Carolina this year. I like the team. I like I, I love them when they had Cam and they went 15-1, just like everybody else. But... I don't see them winning more than five games this year. They do have a new head coach out of Baylor, Matt Rule. So it's first year in the NFL. They have LSU's Joel Brady for the offensive coordinator, um, who won the national championship with Joey B and the LSU Tigers. But I don't see them winning more than five games. And we have the New Orleans Saints coming in at 10.5 wins. I'm taking the under. Um, I don't think th- because I don't think there'll be any fans for the first bit of the season. The Superdome in New Orleans really gives them that advantage. Um, although the Saints are a really good team, I don't really like them. They're just rivals with the teams I like, so I've always been a Saints hater. I don't see them winning ten or five games. So I w- Georgia got the Atlanta Falcons coming at seven point five wins. I think they'll win more than that. There's a stat that like shows their full starting lineup for if they're all healthy this year um, are all first round picks whether they got trade um, signing the person or the player or they drafted them themselves so that's super cool and it's a perfect year for Dan Quinn I, I, I believe after the loss in the Super Bowl a few years and having a couple of down seasons um, hopefully they can pick it up this year okay so the last team we're all waiting for is one of my teams, although not my main team. I'll just I like a lot of teams. I like Tampa. I like Miami. I like Buffalo. Um, I like the Panthers, and I like Cleveland. So I have like five teams that I can't root for. But I mean, he's the Dolphins. But I've been to a Bucks game before in Tampa, so that's why I feel like I like the team. Anyways, they come in at nine point five wins. They've had a great offseason. Sign Tom Brady, sign Leonard Fournette, pick up Rob Gronkowski, pick up Tristan Wirfs in the draft, um, get rid of Jameis Winston, although he went to a great spot in New Orleans, on a very cheap contract. Um, who else did they get? I was reading with it, uh, there. Roster. And they signed AQ Shipley. And they have a better defense this year. They got Shaquille Barrett coming back. Um, yeah, like I said, Tristan Wars. I like Mark Pettit, Donovan Smith. Oh, yeah, they like AJ OJ Howard as well. Cameron Braid at tight end. And they have a very, very good receiving court. So. And my point is, I really like the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. I think they'll win more than 9.5 games, although it's a lot. 
coming back from, what, they went like seven or eight games last year. It's a huge jump, but I think they can win 11 games this year with the Panther, Panthers being horrible and the Saints going on a, going downhill. Not that they're worse. I just don't see them winning 10.5 games, so that's another win for Tampa. So, moving over to the NBA. Um, a couple nights ago, the Nuggets defeated the Jazz in Game 7 win. And they will go on to play the Clippers, who they just played last night. Um, in the series between the Jazz and the Nuggets, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray both put up multiple 50-point games. I think the first two opponents to ever do it, which is really, really cool. I watched the ending to the game seven, which it was ridiculous. Um, it's good to see Denver playing really well. I think they they went far in the playoffs last year. I think to the same spot this year, and they are in the semis facing the Clippers, who they just lost to four last night. So that sucks. But it was a really cool moment in the Jazz OKC game. Not OKC, sorry. The Jazz um, Denver game when game ended. Um, and uh, Don Mitchell went to the floor, like on his knees, like all sad and shit. And then Jamal went over to pick him up, like it was a good camera shot, whatever. It's trending on Twitter. Okay, so another game seven happened in the quarterfinals. The Rockets. The Rockets uh, defeat OKC in game seven. Um, the very last play of the game, James, James Harden. Um, made a huge stop. This player, this young player, had a really good game. He was shooting the ball, three-pointer, bang. James Harden blocks it. The player catches it, tries to throw it at James Harden. But he jumps in the air. His legs, like a split, dodges the ball. So he's trying to throw it off him to go out of bounds. And then, boom, game's over. Um, Rockets win. I was rooting for the OKC Thunder in this series because I like uh, Chris Paul. I thought he went savage on James Harden the last couple of games before Game 7. And it was a huge meme that he did just like staring down James Harden. I was like, this is cool as fuck. I don't really like Chris Paul before that, but he got my respect. So the Rockets will go on to play the Lakers in the semifinals. And Lakers are well rested because they, they beat the Blazers in five games. So they've been rested for a while. So I see the Lakers beating them in that series. Um, what was it? So, I haven't played yet, so I think they play tonight. So, I've seen them winning in, I think, six games. That's my pick. So, switching over to the ice up there in Toronto and Edmonton, talking NHL. Um, the Lightning defeat the Bruins in five games um, a few days ago, and they're in the Eastern Conference Final, waiting for the winner between New York and Philadelphia, which is in Game 7 now. I said that after, I said my girlfriend after um, Game 2. If Tampa wins this Game 2, they'll win the series. I, just, I think Tampa's a lot better team than Boston. They won three straight, and boom, Boston's out like that. Bye-bye, Boston. Fuck Boston. So that series between Philly and uh, New York is going to Game 7, like I said. 
Um, Philly's won the last two games. And even if Philly wins a series in the game seven, I think they'll lose to Tampa. Because I, I think they were really playing their ground block and Tampa beat them a couple times or so. I'm not too sure about that, but I like Tampa over Philly if Philly does win. But if New York wins, I see it possibly going to a game seven. Maybe New York wins. I really like New York this year. Okay, so a segment I'm going to do is trending on Twitter. Basically, like, trending on Twitter. I'm going to share it. Talk about it. So, as on September 3rd, so this is trending in Canada on Twitter. Unfortunately, The Rock, his wife, and the two daughters tested positive for COVID. Calling it one of the toughest things they've ever endured. So, I'm going to play the audio for you. And just, like, we're both here. I'm not going to hurt this yet, too. So that was The Rock talking about his family, all testing positive for the virus. When I read the headline and made that note saying that they tested positive and it was trending, everyone said that he said it was the toughest thing he's endured. I don't think he even said that. But glad to hear about his family testing positive. I think he lives in LA, so I think there's a high um, case for it. In Los Angeles, specifically California, there in the, I don't know, I think it's Texas and New York are the worst right now, but whatever. Um, I like how I mentioned that. Um, it's not making a political thing, just wear your mask. About the mask thing. So what I've been doing to not make it such a big deal is I wear a bandana around my face. It looks way cooler. You can breathe better. You can pull it up and down when people walk by. Um, I fucking hate this mask shit. So I always wear the bandana. Like, I hate wearing the chin strap. Like, if you're wearing the chin strap, just put it on your face, man. Or just wear, be cool as fuck and wear a bandana like me. So, that's what I do. Wear a bandana around my face. 
and break away better. It's a cheat code. You can even wear it down, and then someone can tell you, put your face mask on, shrug your shoulders, boom, it's on. So that's my thing, way of going about it. Fuck the virus. Um, I don't like it too conspiracy, but I think that shit was made in the lab. There's no question about it. It was from Wuhan. Um, it was in Wuhan, the infectious laboratory disease. In Wuhan, back in 2018, they had a um, fine, not a fine, but something happened where they were being too loose with their policies and they weren't um, being careful with all the diseases there. And what do you know, November 2019, one year later, um, there's a virus in China called the coronavirus going around and that spreads across the whole planet. We're still dealing with it eight months later. So, I don't think this is a real virus. I do think, no, excuse me, it's a real virus. But it made a lab and we're dealing with all the consequences of it. There's probably vaccines out there. Um, it's, just, it's just too scared. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Dr. Brett Weinstein on Jordan's podcast talked about it. I completely agreed with him on all the stuff he was saying. I'll play the audio. I'll talk about it in another podcast. But I'll play the audio next podcast. But um, it's just it's so weird because, yes, it's a real virus because some people get it way worse than others. That's what's weird about it. Everyone gets it way, way worse. That's all I gotta say about that. I only got three more minutes left. Time to get to the next thing. So on September fourth, um, number twenty-one trending in the U.S. was, which was yesterday, Southern Myth Miss. Ooh, Southern Myth. Yeah, no, Southern Miss sold nine thousand tickets, um, in their game against Eastern Alabama, which is college football, which seeded twenty-five percent of their capacity in the stadium. That was trending. Uh, super good to hear. Football's back in Texas. Uh, I think it's in Texas. Southern Miss. No, it's Mississippi. Cool. Um, I think football should be going on for all the college athletes. It's safer for the athletes to be at the college facilities and at home. I don't know why they're not playing games. Anybody's asymptomatic to the virus is these athletes. If the NFL can do it, the MLB can do it. So can all these conferences and the Big Ten had a vote and only two no, excuse me, three teams versus 11 teams said yes. So it was ridiculous. Um, college football should be on. I think you're going to see more and more of the 25% capacity seating in. We saw it about a month ago with Korean baseball on the TV, which was dope. So, um, yeah, that's going to be the end of this podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This was Friday, September 5th. See ya. Thank you for making it this far. This has been the Brad Smith Podcast. Be sure to give me some feedback on what you thought of the pod. Follow my social platforms to stay updated on the new podcast and what I'm doing. Have a good one, guys. I'm keeping that in the outro. Peace.